We on. Let's get into it. How you feeling, bro? I'm good. I'm good. How about you? I'm good. You know, just trying to keep up with my classes. Yeah, it's definitely tough right now. Um, with like everyone just being inside and not being like in class, you gotta do everything online. Yeah, it's definitely tough. But I mean, there's there's some advantages of it too, though. Like we've been able to do like I feel like a lot more, not having to go to class. We have to drive to class and stuff. Yeah, but there's a lot more like distraction because you know you it's like procrastinating is not like more tempting. You're not in school. You like you're in your house. You got TVs. A lot of stuff going on. You know, uh, but you know, like there's also a balance because you know sports aren't on so. That's one less thing we can procrastinate on. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's, it's definitely a weird time right now, but it's, it's all good. It's all good. And, uh, like, what, what was really, um, what's really annoying is, like, it's not really annoying, but, like, it's not, it's not no different than when we were, like, going to class because, you know, uh college you know they, they they're not really on your ass about the due date that they just expect you to read the syllabus and turn in the work on time yeah that's true like i ain't gonna lie i'm not really stressing like i obviously like the classes more now than when we had to go like to class just because i just like the freedom more i do believe like you said though it is like uh, uh, some distractions and stuff like that but you know i don't i ain't gonna lie i'll be really getting my stuff done most of the time like, i kind of like it like this a lot, to be honest with you. Yeah, but like, I wouldn't be surprised you know, if they change it to this. I wouldn't be surprised if they change it to this. Well, you think, like, what's not fair is, like, I feel like they should give us, like, uh, at least uh, 30% of our money back for paying for, for the classes we paid. I'm, at Lone Star, I don't, I don't know, because, I mean, we're not paying for dorms and stuff like that. We're just paying for class. Yeah, but like we pay for to tu like tuition, and for the classes, and yeah. we put and I we I paid thousand dollars to like be in the class and and receive lectures. Now, like half of that is like like most of it is gone because you know I only we've only went to like half a class to class for like half like less than half the semester. Yeah. And yeah. So now like now like I only have one teacher that has lectures uh, every week on uh, to, uh, on on online you know they they who does a class conference but for the rest of them like i paid to uh i like because i paid to like be in class and to do lectures now now it's like um the lectures are gone and all i have is assignments i feel you on that uh i don't know like i guess it's to to each his own on it in a way um I definitely, like I said, can see your point of view on it. I just think, um, I would think, like, for them to give us the money back, it would have to be, like, if we were, like, at a university where we were, like, living on campus and stuff like that. So even though tuition, part of it is, like, the in-class like in cost, like, just being inside of a classroom, I mean, a, a bulk of it's really just... Um, being able to get the um work done and you know i'm taking an online class like in, since the beginning of the semester and oh, yeah. uh, that class was um, the same amount of money as the classes for 
in class. Like it's all about where you get your instruction, not not really like not it's about how you get your instruction, not really where. So I don't know, like for Lone Star, I don't know. But like but like I, I said, like I said, I'm not asking for like all the money. Uh, like all the money should be, uh, uh, all the money we pay for a class should be refunded. But like at least a, a bit of it. Like what is it's like two like three hundred dollars a class. Like at least, uh, at the very minimum, uh, uh, fifty to one hundred dollars back for like for for all like for like because um, like half of the work work we're supposed to like half of the stuff we 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 pay for is not 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 happening. Yeah, I feel you. I, I definitely, definitely think though those university students should get their money back because, oh mean, yeah, they're not living in the dorms no more. So that that I know for a fact that's like a good amount of cost right there. So I don't know. Yeah, for don't like yeah for that I, I understand you should get your money back, but like I think I think some universities allow their students to stay as long as they keep their like keep everything clean. I mean, that's just a way for them to keep the money for sure. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's probably more of a money thing because I, I think I, I think at Prairie View the students are still in uh, are still in the dorms. I think they are too. I'm not sure. Some people aren't, but I think like you had the choice too. I do think you had the choice too. I don't know though. Oh man. Yeah, and like what what messed me up is that I have uh, I don't have a math class because I'm done with math. Like I said before, and so all my classes, philosophy, English, history, and government, it's all reading and writing. And, like, I'm really struggling, like, to keep up with, with everything. Like, yesterday, I just uh, submitted a five-page English English paper. Jeez. But, like, uh, five pages? Way. Yeah, five pages. I mean, five pages. Five pages. I be thinking that's a lot, but I ain't gonna lie. But like, look, most of my essays, I write five pages. It's all about like what the like what the essay, like essay is, what the prompt yeah. is. Like, if it's something you really want to write about, then five pages, like you could do that, no problem. Yeah. Uh, like I wrote about political correctness and comedy. I watch a lot of comedy, especially now that I now that we're like with uh, that we're locked in in our houses and we we do nothing but watch TV. That, that's what I decided to write on, uh, and it was easy. Uh, here's a like a hack you don't know is like like a lot of people don't know you can reuse English papers from from previous semesters to, uh, for assignments. Sure, I ain't try that. I kind of like I, I ain't gonna lie. I like writing though. I like I like writing. So like when I when you say five pages, like I said, it sounds like a lot, but it's really not. Like if you like what you're writing about, you can get it done really quickly. But it's about what you write about. For me, for me, it's about what what I write about. If it's something I'm interesting in, interested in, that I, uh, I I actually want to make do the research, like a research paper. If I want to find out uh, what what it is, if it's something like uh, that interests me, uh, then yeah, I, I, five pages is no problem for me. I I, I gladly uh, I wouldn't have a hard time writing that. But if it's like a, a prompt, like what kills me, like you know the SATs and like the ACTs. Their prompt, their their prompts are like really difficult because they're gonna give you a, a like th a three page story, and it tells you, okay, don't write your opinion about the situation uh, that this essay uh, is about. Write about how it was written, and that's some bullshit. You ex like they expect you to to write like two pages on how it was written, and that's like some that that I. Uh, 
I hate I can't I can't even get half a page done if it's something like that. I, I feel you on that. Like, um, I definitely think that there's like some things, like with school today, where like it would be more efficient, like if we was to write about or like just do an assignment, just do like anything we do over like how we would approach it, then actually just like talking about you know, and jamming the facts in our head about, you know, a situation. Like, I definitely think you need to learn the facts, but for instance, like, I'm in a business class and, you know, all we've been, like, learning about is the terms and, and stuff like that all year, which is not a problem because you actually, you need to know that stuff, you know what I'm saying? You need to know what that means, the language behind everything and stuff like that, but it's like, we don't really have any type of like exercises that like challenges to say all right if you were in this situation and what would you do you know how would you react to it and fix it i feel like to me like if they do stuff like that that would end up being better because it puts you in a job setting for real and not just you know doing you know memory work to to on a test like you know i understand i know what so-and-so means but it's, it's about how you use so-and-so to get a problem done so i definitely think like just in school in general like that might be something that we need to do better on because like that's that's what's going to actually help us get a job if we actually know how to do it you know what i'm saying like my least favorite um writing assignment is when they ask us to do a, a book report book reports yeah that's it's really um like, like it's tough for me to read already. I'm easily distracted, and and, and I already struggle with re struggle with reading. But like when you tell me, especially if it's what makes it worse is it's like a book I have no interest in reading. Like it doesn't interest me in any way. Um, but you, I still have to. I have to like it's like forcing myself to read some, and it, which is a horrible feeling. And mm -hmm. I'm I'm not an, as enthusiastic. Like it's easy to write a, a book report when I'm enthusiastic enthusiastic about what I'm reading. Like, yeah. like uh, I watched one thing that got me interesting in reading, like you're not going to get me interested in reading by sending me to a class and telling me uh, these are books that could, these are books that you have to read. No, like what got me interesting, what makes it interesting um, is like I, I went on YouTube and I went to, uh, there was this video I found. It's called Top 10, uh, Top 10 Books Banned in, in, in Countries. And I'm like, that, that is interesting. Like yeah. that really, that really caught my attention. And I saw like, there's books in there like American Psycho and, and Catcher in the Rye. And I was like, like, yeah, this is like, this is like, that's something I'm interested in reading because it's banned, like it's, it's intriguing. I, like it, it catches, it catches my attention. So I don't mind like uh, writing a book report on, on, on that. But like, when you tell me, these are the you got to choose from these three books uh, that to make a to make a five page uh, writing assignment like that. That's what like really messes me up, and that's where I really uh, struggle. Yeah, man. I don't, um, I mean, it's like the way I always think about things is like there's two ways you got to think about it. You know, I, I think your way is like what a lot of us feel like, and like it's very true. 
I think the teachers in a way, though, it's like they don't want us to just like write about the same thing. So they tell us, here, read these books and, and write about this because I want to hear your opinion. Like they want to broaden our opinions on topics and stuff. So I feel like that's why they do it. I do think that it would be better, though, if they would say, look, I need you to write a book on a book report on um, a book in this type of genre and then let you pick. Like, because I understand what you mean. Like, when they say you got to read this, this, or this, and it's like, you're like looking at it and you're like, I don't want to read this, this, or this. then you know, it's definitely going to be hard to write something. You know, but I feel like their whole point of doing that is they want you to, they want to broaden your, like, your mind on other things other than what exactly that you just like. Because, like, I'm not going to lie, if, if if all teachers did that, they, then we probably would just write about the same things over and over and just, like, just keep on building on it, you know, instead of, like, writing about something that, you know, we never knew about. But, you know, we could learn and write about, too. So I think that's the reason why they do that. You know, I obviously don't know, but I think that's why. I just think that maybe I think that the um, process of like doing it and getting it done is where, you know, stuff is like mixed. Like instead of just saying, like you said, you got these three books, you pick out them three books, like they should probably just say just read an adventure book and you pick any adventure book you want and oh, yeah. just come back that would i feel like be better because at least you have a choice to say all right this is what i want to do for sure you know what i'm saying yeah i so i don't know like the i wrote a book report uh my senior year of high school and it was a book um our teacher just told us it had to, like she just told us it had to be a book from 19, 1990 and 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 up uh written written through that uh uh like in the mod, modern era and yeah. it had to be at least at least 150 or 200 pages i don't i don't really remember 200 and, pages or no words. the book the book oh okay, okay. <laughs> i'm about to say high school with 200 page paper heck no not nah, like huh. a, I think it was like three pages or something like that. I don't I don't really uh, that's not like um and I chose a book. I, I forgot what the uh what the uh book uh, what the title of the book was uh but it was a really a uh, good book and I, I enjoyed reading it. It was about uh two football players, uh one one who uh, a quarterback who lives in Montreal and a wide receiver who lives in uh Austin, Texas, Austin San Antonio, I think San Antonio, Texas. And you know they they go to the France uh, to play football for a semi-pro team uh, to see if they could go to get they can get more offers for to go to uh, to go to a, a, a D1 school. And yeah. like it, it was a really interesting story, like that really interested me, and I and I actually enjoyed reading that. I mean, yeah, man, there's there's books for everything. Like honestly. I, I used to love reading a lot. When we got to high school, though, I'm not going to lie, it slowed down. I think it happened for everybody. I've been trying to get into reading more because, like, I mean, there, there's a lot of information that, you know, that you can learn from reading. A lot of stuff that I'm doing, like, on 
my free time right now, like little trades I'm trying to learn. I've been reading books on them and, you know, that's how I'm getting better at, you know, those trades or whatever. But, you know, I don't know, man. It's, it's, it's definitely a tough topic because, like, it's not tough. I, I think it's just, like, you got to want to talk about it. But I just don't think that's, like, a conversation that people are ready to discuss. You know what I'm saying? So I feel you on that, though, about that. Like, you found something that you liked. She just set a filter on a time, and, you know, you wrote it, and you learned about it. And, I mean, at the end of the day, I feel like that's all that matters. Like, if you read something, you learn it, and then you can describe what you learned, then you're fine, you know. You just got to put filters on, you know, what you want your students to learn, probably. I don't know. Yeah. Well, we, we uh, like, took up half of, the, half of the time just talking about school. Like, but, yeah, we, let's not, let's try not to stress about it too much. Yeah. There's no, there's no reason to stress, man. When you can fill up a 15, uh, 16 minute conversation about schoolwork, I don't think that's a good sign. 17 minutes. Like, I mean, shoot, that means that we get a good conversation in. A lot of people, and they'll just hit that one word response, you know what I'm saying? I'm a, I know I'm going to get to studying right after this. I'm a, Probably, yeah, me too. I got a test. This is what, I, this I, is what I was doing before <laughs> I come, came on here. I was studying for a test. Uh, yeah, and then I was trying to cop some um some merchandise too. Hmm. Flipping. Yeah. Like yeah, let's move. Let's move on to like whatever. Like some more more entertaining. Like um, you know, I think the draft the draft just happened uh two days ago. Yeah, we just wrapped up. How do you feel about it? how 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 do you feel about the this this year's draft class and how your team drafted? I mean, I feel like this year's draft class was was pretty good. Like, I think I think it was underrated because you know with everything going on with the virus and stuff. But I feel like the draft class had a lot of like good talent. I ain't a lot. The Saints, man. I I didn't like how we started off just because you know I feel like I'm just looking. Our offensive line was pretty good, but I mean, so when we took Ruiz, you know, I was like, dang, at first, but. That was a good pick. I mean, it was actually end up being a good pick because, you know, we can end up putting McCoy. I think they said they want to put him at guard or something, which would be all right because, um, um, you know, he'll be in this natural position, I think they said, and then Ruiz can start at center. You know, we'll have a young O-line. I think that's the most important thing. It was just that a uh, linebacker I felt like was our biggest need because, you know, we let Klein go. And then Davis was, you know, a tackle eater. So I was like, you know, we need another linebacker to be there with Klein, because you know, it's you know, it can't just be Anzalone and Davis, or if you know Anzalone gets hurt, Alonso and Davis. Like, it got to be another person. So um, we did good um, trading. I don't know if we traded up, but we we got a linebacker from Wisconsin. He ended. Up, I think he's going to be in the gym though. But I don't know though how it work out. I like the Saints free agency moves. I think us picking up Emmanuel Sanders was good. That's that's what I think our our, our yep. best pickup of free agency was, and our best pickup of like the off season because needed another wide receiver for Michael Thomas, and now we got it. And then I heard we pick up Jameis Winston too. So like you know we could teach him. You never know how that goes uh, down the line. 
that guy's just like that guy's just a shooter, bro. He just like he has he's like he's like um like I want to say undisciplined, but I think you know he's more of a like I can't I can't find the word for it, but you know like he's like that guy who just like uh thinks he thinks he can make he can make every throw in the field, but you know it, most of the time he doesn't, which is why he ended up with like thirty interceptions last last season, which was crazy. Man, he's just a gunslinger to me. Like he ended up with thirty interceptions, but I think he also had thirty touchdowns. Like 30, he, he just had, throws it. Like he just throws the ball. I don't think I think like you said. Like, he just needs to learn maybe when not to throw, maybe when to throw. I mean, that's why it's good for him to go behind Drew Brees. Like, you know, like, if any of us was to go behind a person like Drew Brees, Tom Brady, you know, the greats, we're going to learn a lot. Like, we're going to learn about, you know, different things that are going to help our game out that don't correlate with the playing, like, physical, like, like the physical aspect of the game is one part, but it's also the mental aspect. Like Winston, about to his mental aspect about to go up. I feel like being with Drew, like he's gonna learn when to not throw the ball, when to throw the ball. He might learn little tricks, like all right, you know, they got two safeties over here, you know. So if we go down this little seam right here, and you hit him at this specific spot, you know, what I'm saying it'll be a good 15 yard gain. Instead of trying to go one on one with Michael Thomas against two safeties, you know, for a seventy-five yard game, we'll just get the fifteen yard and go for first down. Like that stuff actually, I think, actually matters. Like, you know, that's probably stuff, and that's stuff that you gotta learn, you know. But I don't know though. Uh, we'll we'll see. I I, I think Jameis is a good player, man. All the players in the NFL, I mean, they they made it, so you know, they they they're good. It's just those little mental aspects that probably separate, you know, from good to great to legendary. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but how you feel about the Texans? I I, I don't really uh, feel so good about it because we didn't we didn't have a first round pick um, again. I don't know how y'all didn't get first round pick trading DeAndre Hopkins. That don't make sense. Y'all right. got like two first round picks. I know we should, but it just doesn't make sense, which is why, you know, we like all the whole fan base is mad. We we had a like we had a good draft class, but imagine how better it could have been if we kept DeAndre Hopkins or had a had a first round pick. Because not only that, we also traded Clowney last last offseason and we still didn't get a first round pick. I mean, we got two players, but we they're like one of them is probably gone. And Did y'all get any pick with Clowney? Like a second round, third round pick? I probably should have third round. We got a, I think we got a fourth, something like, something like that, which is still sad. Um, yeah. I got, well, what was a big, bigger kick to the face when, like, after the DeAndre Hopkins trade, we saw the uh, Stephon Diggs trade, and that really, where he I got. Lie. A, I remember it because I was like, I woke up that morning and I said, they traded DeAndre Hopkins? Wow. And I looked at the trade, I was like, bro, this trade is trash. I'm not going to lie. First of all, David Johnson, a great player, but like y'all already have like a running back, I think. Don't you got Lamar Miller and yeah, still Deontay Foreman? So I was like, no, nah, nah, we mean, don't have we, we cut Deontay. Right, so, so he's probably making up for, for Deontay Foreman. So I mean, so David Johnson can make up for him, but I don't like y'all got David Johnson and like 
no first round picks. And like DeAndre Hopkins is literally to me top three in the game. You know what I'm saying? At wide receiver. Like, like that was crazy. And then the next day or day after that, we saw the Stephon Diggs trade. And I was like, then you know what I'm saying? Like, this is Stephon Diggs value. DeAndre Hopkins value is definitely more than that. That's the way I was thinking about it. Like, I don't know. That was tough. I'm not gonna lie, man. That was tough, but you just gotta wait it out. We never know with these things, honestly, man. We we fans, like behind doors, you know, you never know what the team's plans are and stuff like that. If like you know what what hurts me is like the only way uh uh Bill O'Brien is gonna get fired is if the Texans have a bad season, which uh next year like like uh an eight and eight season that, and he's he's out the door because it's his moves that that put us in this position, but like if DeAndre Hopkins like takes the next step up and he like carries the team to like an eleven and five or ten and six or twelve and four record, which I do believe he can do it, bro. And now, I ain't gonna and, lie, the Cardinals I feel like are gonna be good next year. Oh yeah, they made okay. some good they made some good moves. I think the Cardinals gonna be a low key good team. And in y'all division, I don't know. Like I feel so like I feel I feel like it's still like wide open. Because, like, nobody, like, significantly got better in y'all division. I'll say Tennessee might be y'all's biggest threat, though, because they coming off yep. momentum. Like, you know, I know, like, when you come coming off momentum, you know, you ready to go, you know. Like, the only thing stopping them right now is this coronavirus. Like, they was almost Super Bowl bound. Like, like I know that they just working hard to prepare for next season. The Colts, I probably got to watch them a little bit because even though they didn't make, like, any big, big moves, I know they got Phillip Rivers at quarterback, so now they got a, a a a pretty good solid quarterback, and then they picked up I don't know who it was, but they picked up a running back in the draft, and I think like oh he was it's really uh, good. Jonathan Taylor he's a he's Jonathan a beast Taylor from Wisconsin right yeah he a beast that's what I'm saying so I was, that's some really good moves right there like the only thing is the Colts don't look like they got too many like like cold cold wide receivers. I don't, I don't think they have – like, they got T.Y. Hilton. You know, he a burner, though. I don't think they have, like, a, a straight-up position, you know, possession, I mean, wide receiver, you know, the catch against two guys, like a Michael Thomas guy. I don't think they have that. That dude – I'm not um, sure. I don't know that team. That dude, Pascal, uh, is is uh, pretty pretty good. He might take another yeah, step. Pascal is pretty good. I you right about the, that. He might take another step this season, though. And, like, they, they have a really strong receiving court. Uh, and T.Y. Hillen was hurt last year, so – and he's more of a do-it-all, but he is undersized. He's a he's a burner. He could, he could also do uh, – run some under routes. But, like, T.Y. Yeah. Hillen, to me, is one of the most underrated wide receivers in the game. Like, yeah, he makes the Pro Bowl, and he makes, like, you know he, – he goes off in some weeks and we talk about him, but it's like – we don't talk about T.Y.U. and I feel like, um, like with enough like respect, I would feel like, like in the game, like if that makes sense. Because like when we talk about the best wide receivers, you know, like top ten, I'm talking about like top ten. We automatically talk about Keenan Allen and Julio Jones and you know what I'm saying Michael Thomas, DeAndre Hopkins, Adam Thielen, maybe some people say Stephon Diggs. You know, we automatically talk about those type of players. But, like, we don't ever – Odell, Jarvis Landry, all them type of players. But, like, we don't really talk about T.Y. Hilton. But T.Y. Hilton be doing numbers. Like, his numbers be pretty good. Yeah, T.Y. Hilton went healthy. He's, uh, he's, he's top he's top ten. But, to me, uh, I know, think so. Yeah. 
um, reason I, I like him, but like we're reason like you know he gets he for some reason he just uh, gets disrespectful when he steps into NRG Stadium. Uh, I but, mean, you know, man, he's just talking his stuff. It's a it's a it's a rivalry though. I I, I get it. And it's like to be honest with you. It's tough. Like they had teams at the Colts, but I'm not gonna lie. Like he ain't really been with like a, a all star team. Like yeah, they made the playoffs with Andrew Luck. They even made it as far to the AFC Championship game. But like their records, like when they made the playoffs, was, like I believe like like eight and eight, nine and seven, like that. Like they just went off in the playoffs. Like like I don't remember completely, but like I don't ever I don't remember the Colts having like a like a dominant team, like a team that you would say like yeah, they Super Bowl contenders. Like, while he was there, like, imagine if he had another wide receiver. Because he's doing numbers by himself. He'd be making an impact by himself. Like, imagine if, like, they had, like, another cold receiver with him. I ain't gonna lie, bro. Like, the coach would probably be tough. Like, I'm not gonna lie. It would be tough. I would watch him this year. I ain't gonna lie. They might do something this year. Jonathan Taylor, a running back, they might they might try to do something this year. I thought that was a, I thought that was a weird pick because they already have a – uh, uh, running back Marlon Mack, who's doing pretty good. Uh, he got he got hurt th- this season, but I, I think he was. I, I I always thought he was going to be their number one guy, but then they got then when they handed got uh, uh, Jonathan Taylor, and you know, one thing that a lot of teams are doing are that they're stacking up on on, on running back depth because they know the um, a lot of people are getting paid like Zeke and Todd Gurley and and uh, Le'Veon Bell and and. Uh, Todd Gurley already uh, got cut, and they—they truly, and they had the they the Rams the Rams still owe him a lot of money, so they're trying to be uh trying a lot of teams are trying to load up their uh, running back room. Not just that too, but like bro, I believe honestly football is the game where you're as good, your team is as good as their backups. Like you need to have backups come in the game and be able to perform almost as good as your starters. Like especially on offense, like, I don't know how, how much I believe this, like, I, I, I can stress, like, if you have a running back, a two-head tandem, you have, like, uh, I'm just put put my team out there, like, when we had Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram, like, it was deadly, like, you know, you would have Mark come in and pound you and sometimes hit a big run, but then you would have Alvin come in, and he's more like, you know, tougher to tackle, you know, he can come through the trenches a little bit, but he can really burn you with your speed. Like, that stuff, like, I feel like it will be hard for a defense to game plan against you if you have players like that switching in and out. Because, like, you know what I'm saying? It it just helps, like, you as an offense design better plays that that can, um, you know, be able to trick the defense. Like, it, it, it makes your offense better. It puts the defense on the ropes because, like, they're not going to have to just worry about, you know what I'm saying, Alvin Kamara. No, we got to worry about Alvin Kamara, and then we got to worry about Mark Ingram. And if they ain't on the same backfield, you know, we got – that's a whole other conversation we got to have, like – and it's it's that's, that's not really to me everywhere down the board. That's on defense, too. Like, on defense, I feel like it's underrated. Like, you don't need an Ironman to me to play to have a good defense. Like, if you have backups that can come in and rotate on the line – rotate at linebacker, have cornerbacks that can sometimes come in for another corner, then you know that's good. Then that's that's going to overall help your defense. Like, you know, of course you're going to have those, you know, players who you just can't take out the game. But 
I feel like if you have a good team, you got to have good backups because they got to come in the game. They got to be able to play just as good as the starters because, you know, they the starters won't be as tired when the fourth quarter comes. And if an injury happens, I know that, you know, we can trust this dude that's going to make the play. You know what I'm saying? I really feel that. So I think it's smart that the, that the NFL, like more NFL teams are starting to go that route where they're trying to have more running backs and, you know what I'm saying, a lot of depth. Because, I mean, you're as good as your backups, I feel like. I feel like if you're as good as your backups. Yep. You see that? You you saw that workout uh, video Alvin Kamara had where he had the uh, uh, the cow, cowbells uh, wrapped on, on onto the uh, onto the uh, onto a bar with uh, with uh, elastic bands. I did see that. I was wondering what he was trying to do. Like, what that work? What was that working out? I think I think it was for more like uh, uh, balance and stability because you know uh, when they try to uh, when they try to tackle you by by like their arms, it kind of like throws you off a little bit and it's trying to like teach he's trying to learn how to uh, get back uh, to a, 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 his center of gravity and uh, keep, keep a balance stay on his feet I'm telling you bro that's why them, them players are in the NFL like why they're good is because of stuff like that like that stuff you know you wouldn't even I, I know I didn't think of at all you know when we was, when we was playing I know that I wasn't thinking at all about workouts like that, you know, just to try to get to another level, you know what I'm saying, or just to try to become better than what, you know, we could be. Like, that, them type of workouts, like, that, it shows why he's he's where he's at, man. I'm not going to even lie. Yeah, it's like, it's like, you know, working, like, working out the, the at the level that uh, these, these professional, professional, at a professional athlete, uh, as a professional athlete, you know, it's, it's another level because I try to, I try to work out yesterday with uh, nothing but body weight. So I try to like do a, do a lot of reps and uh, try to get a good work in. And, you know, I tried running three miles and, and that killed me. You know, I was used to running one mile and try to uh, uh, have a, have a good time. But like I tried running three miles, uh, go out for a jog, run three miles nonstop. And I was, I was tired. I was dying. Like my legs were like, I, like I was drained of energy, and this was like at seven in the morning, and I already felt sleepy again. Man, you gotta really love it. Like, if you really want to be good at it, I feel like you gotta love it. You know, cause it, it's gonna it, it's gonna test your like love. Like, I'm not gonna lie. Like when I was at Austin, and I was playing, bro, I started. You know, I don't lie. I started like starting seeing to myself like not loving the game like I used to love it. Like, I still love football, but, like, there's a different type of love when you're, like, like you said, waking up at 7 in the morning and being, like, I'm finna hit this mile today, you know, because I need to be in the best shape I could possibly be. Or I'm finna hit this two miles because not only do I need to be in the best shape I can be, but I need to be better than the person who I'm competing with. Like, bro, you got to love it, like, honestly. Like, if you're not going to love it, you're not going to – you're not gonna be as good at, at it. I'm just that's. I feel like that. You gotta really love that stuff, man. You can tell that, you know, a lot of those players they might do it for money now, but at the same time, you know, I feel like maybe there's like some type of love up in there. There has to be, cause 
to say I'm gonna wake up in the morning and do this every day, man, it's it's tough, man. I'm not gonna lie, it's it's definitely tough. You know, obviously in the NFL they got probably better time on their hands because you know all they gotta do is play football all day. But yep, college wise though, man, them that stuff is hard, bro. I'm not gonna lie, that stuff is it's gonna hit you. You know, it's gonna hit you all type of ways from financially, from school wise, educational wise, and then also plan wise. Like it's gonna hit you. So yeah. you gotta love it, man. You really do gotta love it. I feel like. Yeah, that's the that's the way it is, bro. Like, all right, man. We about we about to wrap this up, bro. Anything you want to say before we we uh, head out? Shoot, not really. Um. But I'm glad I could, like, get on here with you, bro. Like, help you out with your channel, whatever. I feel like I have that much of a platform. But like you said, you know, we, we just we just so, speaking, so. You know, it's all about having fun, bro. You know? Yeah. Even even then, like, we hopefully we produce something entertaining, entertaining to watch, bro. I appreciate you. Yeah. You too, man.